time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hello and welcome. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast coming at you. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you in Greensboro with an office on Muir's Chapel Road. You can check us out online by going to greensbororetirement.com. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page if you'd like to schedule a time to meet with Glenn. Glenn, thanks for taking some time to join us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, doing great and looking forward to our conversation today. Lots to dive into. Every once in a while here on the podcast, we like to look at some different buzzwords that are in the financial world and try and break them down for you a little bit. And today we're going to be defining the buzzword safe money. Now, uh, I guess I should say it's a buzz term, maybe not just one buzzword, but you get the idea, safe money. Seems, Glenn, that a lot of people have different definitions of safe money as it relates to their savings. So I want to discuss some of those varying explanations of the term and why it's so important for this to be a part of the conversation for anybody in retirement or entering into retirement in the next couple of years to have. What are some of the different ways that you've seen people define safe money? Well, I think, Walter, I mean, it obviously depends upon uh, who you're talking to and whatnot. And like you say, I mean, different people have different definitions. Uh, In essence, I mean, we're thinking of something that is protected from downside risk, particularly when we're thinking about the, you know, the markets. You know, and some of the things that we think in terms of are, you know, bank type savings, um, as well as, you know, like credit unions, also insurance products, not all insurance products, but, you know, a lot of insurance products. And of course, you know, they have different guarantees and so forth. And, you know, we can certainly talk a little bit about those. But, you know, normally when we're talking about safe money, we're thinking in relative terms to what the markets might do to accounts and having a variable nature in those accounts versus something that has a little bit more fixed nature to it. All right. So we get a couple of different little angles from folks thinking about safe money, maybe under different lights. When you put your definition as a financial advisor to safe money, what do you truly come out with? How do you what lens do you truly view it through? Well, you know, that's really where I'm coming from, Walter, is that, you know, when we think about that, I mean, we have to obviously realize that, you know, the world is what it is and, you know, and there is risks in everything, right? I mean, you know, typically when we're thinking about, you know, downside risk in the markets, you know, the the mindset around it is like, well, we want to have some money that is protected from that. But we also have to realize that the more guarantees we look for, the less upside potential we might have, and we might have to give up some liquidity, um, flexibility, and those kinds of things. So there's other kinds of risks that are there, but it's always a balancing act of taking, you know, the, what are the pros and the cons of different types of products and different types of investments and, you know, putting together a portfolio or a, you know, a plan for folks that uh, really meets their needs. And we're big proponents of the fact that there's no such thing as a one size fits all. So we always want to look at the particular needs of uh, an individual person or a couple and then uh, build around what they need and want. Does that make sense? It does. And I I think that conversation about, you know, risk and safety certainly enters the equation whenever you're meeting with somebody to talk about their life savings and how they want to spend that money in retirement. Do you think that most folks have an accurate understanding of exactly how much safety versus risk is in their portfolio? I think by and large, a lot of folks, that's an area that they need a little bit more distinctions with and they need to, you know, have a little bit more of a conversation and understanding about making that transition to retirement and living, you know, approaching the retirement years and actually living in and through the retirement years. 
because, you know, there's different definitions out there. And like I say, I mean, you got to make sure you're on the same page. In other words, I mean, folks need to understand what do we mean by safe? And for different couples, it might mean different things or for different individual, it might mean different things. You know, some folks might be thinking in terms of, hey, I'm, you know, I'm protecting principal. Others might be thinking, hey, I've got this protected income stream. There's a variety of different ways of thinking about it. And that's where we, we obviously go through a discovery process and make sure that we're on the same page and understand, uh, you know, what the needs are and the desires are so that we can achieve the goals that we want to achieve. We're talking about these, you know, conversations about risk versus safety. How should those conversations be shaped? And unfortunately, there are so many people that are misinformed about the safety of their savings. Why do you think that is, Glenn? Why is there so much misdirection here? Well, Walter, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of information out there and, um, you know, there's a lot of sales and marketing going on out there. And so, you know, folks have to figure out how to cut through all of that and get to what's really important. And not only that, to get even more specific, what's important to them to understand for what they need in their particular situation. And that's always a challenge because there's so much marketing to the masses out there, these one size fits all type of products and, you know, and things that are in the marketplace. Because, I mean, coming from a company's perspective, they want to have a mass appeal to as many people as they possibly can. And so they tend to try to stay out of the specifics. And of course, whenever we're dealing with a particular individual or a couple, we want to get very specific about what their needs are. And so we obviously want to understand the, the generalities, but we also need to understand the specifics, you know, to make sure that we're moving in the right directions and we're on the same page. Great points as always, Glenn. Maybe one more uh, one more thought here to kind of take this to the next level a little bit. Maybe you can share with us an example to kind of drive the point home of a client who needed some more safety in their portfolio. Maybe their expectations were out of whack or perhaps they thought they were more safe than they were, but they actually had a lot of their money at risk. Uh, how were they allocated before meeting with you and what kind of changes did you suggest? Well, Walter, I mean, I think in an awful lot of cases, you know, when I'm meeting with folks, particularly when they are transitioning to retirement, or maybe they're still working and they're getting ready to retire, or maybe they've just retired. And very, very oftentimes, you know, what they have is they've got either their 401k money or the money that they've just rolled over from their 401k into an IRA or some combination thereof. And very much of the time, you know, we're looking at virtually everything being in the markets. That's a very normal scenario. And for some folks, that's okay. But, you know, like I say, for a lot of people, when we start looking at, you know, what are your risks in retirement and your risks that actually in the retirement years are a little different than your risks are when you're in your working years and you're in the accumulation years. And we need to start thinking in terms of uh, preservation and distribution and making sure that the money lasts then we have to start thinking in terms of, well, what about your income plan? Where are you going to derive your income from? And then thinking of that, we want to think in terms of, well, what are your expenses? What are your income needs? Typically, most people are factoring in their Social Security. However, we, we obviously want to do some strategizing about when and how to take Social Security. But once we have that piece of the puzzle in place, then we also think in terms of, is there a gap between where lifestyle is and what Social Security is going to provide? And most oftentimes there is. And then we start getting into the conversation of, well, how much of that income gap do we want to have protected that we know is predictable and will be there throughout the rest of your life? lifetime. And that's a big piece of the puzzle, as well as thinking in terms of, well, 
you know, that might be a regular income stream that we use a particular insurance product for. Maybe yes, maybe no. But the other thing that we need to think in terms of is wherever we're drawing money from, we want to make sure that we have limited, if possibly no, downside risk for that money. Because we think in terms of how do we make our money last? You know, if we have our money in accounts that can go down, well, if they can go down and then we are, you know, and then folks start taking money out of those accounts while they're down, that can become problematic in terms of making sure that the money lasts. And so it's a pretty common scenario where I, I say, you know, kind of going back to where we started this little bit of a conversation is, hey, when folks have all their money at risk and maybe it's not all in stocks, but maybe it's, you know, a mix between you know, stocks and bonds and different mutual funds and different things like that. They think, well, this is a more of a conservative portfolio and that may well be. But we also need to think in terms of how are we going to make sure that that income is protected in one way or the other. And we want to make sure that we're not liquidating something when it's down significantly. And so repositioning a portion of money. And I like to start thinking in terms of time elements into this planning. You know, what do you need over the next six months to a year? What do you need over the next 10 years? What do you need 10 years or 11 years and beyond? You know, when we start thinking about that middle bucket, so to speak, about the next 10 years, we want to protect that money from a whole lot of risk because if we don't, then we could be in a scenario where they're liquidating funds when it's an inopportune time and now all of a sudden their money is not going to last you know, as long as they thought it might when they were just looking at average rates of return versus how are we going to make sure that the money you know, lasts and actually look at the actual rate of return and return of the money rather than only thinking about rate of return and growth. We certainly want to think about growth, but we also want to think about you know how are we going to get that income and protect it from the market volatility. And when we start having those conversations and we start looking at some examples of different you know times in history about how the markets reacted, folks start to get it and say, oh, okay, I understand. You know, it's more about you know when I'm taking it out and when I've been in the accumulation years and working and putting money away, I never was really taking money out. And I understand now that there's a different dynamic and how we need to protect that money, you know, from that downside risk. And that becomes a, you know, a major aha moment for an awful lot of folks. For somebody who might be new to the podcast, Glenn, when does this conversation come up during an appointment? Is this a day one kind of conversation when somebody comes into the office to meet with you? Take us through what that process looks like. So it can be, Walter. It depends. I mean, you know, it's certainly day one or day two, you know, depending upon, you know, the nature. Sometimes, when we, you know, we first sit down, you know, sometimes we just have a real short meeting. You know, it might be a half an hour, 45 minutes. We get together and we chat a little bit and then we we decide, you know, hey, it's time for us to move on to another phase and we'll schedule a little bit more time to, you know, to really get into the more details of where they are and whatnot. There's other times where folks have come in maybe from a referral and, you know, they've kind of already decided, you know, hey, I, you know, as a pretty good chance we might work together and certainly we're not going to make that decision right now but we we want to just you know start right into that discovery process and we might enter into that conversation a little sooner you know it just depends on the nature of that meeting but it's early on in the conversation and the planning process there's absolutely no doubt about that well if you'd like to get in touch with glenn to set up a time to meet to talk about risk versus safety and a buzzword like safe money but also get into all the different nooks and crannies and elements of your own financial plan you can do that pretty easily by picking up the phone and dialing glenn at 336-291-3535 that's 336-291-3535 you can also find him online at greensbororetirement.com 
That's greensbororetirement.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule your time to meet right from your smartphone or computer. Again, that's greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for walking us through this conversation, and uh, we'll look forward to having another one with you next week. Sounds great, Walter. Take care. All right, you do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time. 